0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. Watch and listen to Higher Learning where we dissect the biggest topics in Black entertainment, politics, and sports. Twice a week, we react to the most important and timely conversations, often inviting guests to offer unique perspectives.
1: Listen to Higher Learning free only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, atlassia Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Right, I'm with Freddie Gibbs. We're in Shangri-La in Malibu on a Monday, President's Day weekend. You we just got back from Miami. We talk, we've we been talking about doing this podcast for a while. A long time, long time. And then we saw each other at the Super Bowl and we are like, this is happening. Damn, it's President's Day already? I know. That's, who who would have thought? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> let's talk sports. So I, I want to get into everything, but let's talk sports because I know you love basketball. Neither of us went to... The, the All Star Game, and I think we both have regrets because all of these great players were there, and um, I was really mad at myself.
0: I'm very disappointed. I mean, Steph hit 16-3, so I wanted to see that, and you know, like you said, when they did the halftime ceremony, that was that was amazing, man. Just to see, to see Michael Jordan out there drunk, man, was amazing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that was <laughs> that was great, man. It's just you know, and another thing, another uh, funny thing to see was the was the KG Paul Pierce snub, um, uh, Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Oh man,
1: that goes deep.
0: <laughs> That really does go deep. They really hate reality, man. It's, hey, I mean, You know what? I love that part of sports that they like so deep and loyal to that squad that they like, no, we can't even rock with that. So I I love that. And I love KG anyway, man. Shout out to KG, man. That's one of my close favorite players, man.
1: I think there's more than just him going to Miami. I feel like there's some personal stuff there too. It's like anytime anytime there's real NBA hatred, hmm I always feel like it's either women or cards. Like something bad happened <laughs> in one of those two avenues. So there's some sort of something with in one of those two directions. It's
0: definitely personal. I, yeah. I feel like it's definitely personal. I think that the fact that it was personal probably made him want to leave and go to Miami, man. You know it what I'm saying?
1: Might have like, been part of it.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: Were you surprised Jordan got the biggest cheer? Because I, I was not. It seemed like the biggest cheers were Jordan LeBron and then Kobe who obviously was never oh, yeah, But Kobe. it seems like those three got the biggest pops.
0: They Jordan was the last guy to come out yeah. out of everybody, right? That was I, they did that correct. Yeah. Um the fact that he like when he got up to the podium, he didn't know if he was supposed to like stand in the middle or <laughs> stand amongst <laughs> everybody else. He's like, "Hey, I'm the guy, right? They just stay I stand in the middle of this, right?" That was that was <laughs> amazing, man. I'm I'm glad that they that um added um Dame Lillard to the team? Yeah. I way. voted for him. I had a vote. That, you didn't vote?
1: No, I had a vote. Did, you had a vote? I voted for Dame. I made the mistake of voting for Dwight Howard, and and now, like immediately after, it was like having a <laughs> having a bad hookup with somebody where they're like, why did I do that? <laughs> what was I thinking? I think Clay Thompson should have been there. Interesting. So a lot of people think that. Yeah. I don't know if he's played long enough yet. I mean, yeah. he's
0: missed the last two years. That's true. I think that if he, without missing these last two years, I think that he probably would have been there.
1: I think if I had to do it over again, I would have gone Gasol over Dwight Howard. Because Gasol, he played for like 18 years. I thought he was the best player in the 2010 finals.
0: That's true. He definitely was.
1: I (laughs) wish I had properly respected him. When When did guys start reaching out to you? When did, when did you start hearing from NBA players? Like, oh, at man. what point in your career?
0: Uh, probably when I started, uh, like you said, with the women, when I started messing with their girlfriends. My first uh, NBA player <laughs> called me. was I ain't going to say his name, but he was a guy that played on the Bulls. <laughs> and he called me because he seen my number in the phone. So that's probably around, like, all know 2010 or something like that.
1: Oh, shit. I wasn't expecting that version of the story. Yeah. I was just <laughs> expecting, a, I like your
0: music. And what, you know, after that, my name just started ringing month's locker rooms, and then that was it. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> then guys started violent be the games that it was all for, for the games, you know what I'm saying? So it's all love. You know, I kick it with a lot of the players, man. And, you know, we we real cool, man. Like, you know, me, KD, we real tight. Rudy Gay is a good friend of mine. He real tight. You know, we all do the same type of thing. We all got the same driver when we go to Miami. Shout out to Popo. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's like, you know, all these guys, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a common thing. We all go to the same clubs, you know, definitely like the same girls. So, you know, <laughs> they got to bump into me.
1: Well, it's also, it seems a lot of the time... Your your neck of the woods thinks you could do the other person's job and they think they could do your job. So it's it's got that piece too, where it's like, oh no, in another lifetime I could have done that. Nah, you
0: know what? I don't I think I'm decent at basketball for like guys like, you know, my age and you know, like, you know, pickup guys. I don't like when it comes to like playing like those guys that play basketball as a skill every day. I don't want, I don't want no parts of that. What about football
1: though? You had college. I played college football. football, yeah, right? definitely
0: played that too. And you know, once you stop once you stop taking impact from football hits for like twelve months and you try To go back to that, your bones could shatter. So I'm like, nah, you know. So I'm a decent athlete, you know, amongst you know guys, and like I said, and and then mid to upper thirties and stuff like that. But other than that, nah, I don't think that I could hoop like those guys, you know. And I take offense to it when they think they can rap like me. I don't like that.
1: Well, a lot, a lot of them have, like, the nice equipment at their house. So all they, that a
0: lot of them got a lot of it, man. And I'll be hearing them rap. I'll be like, man, just hoop, man. Come on, man. You got it, man. Just hoop, man. You in the league, all Why you want to be a rapper, man? I'll just be like,
1: oh, okay, man. Well, everyone wants to do something that they can't do, even if they're great at the thing they're doing. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's true. I mean, you know, we all got to evolve ourselves at a certain point, but I don't think— Basketball player, a rapper. I don't think that usually is one that uh <laughs> has a nice landing.
1: <laughs> well, everyone thinks Dame's the best one, right?
0: Dame is ill. Yeah, I, now I'll be I'll be a liar if I didn't say Dame could rap because Dame could really rap. You know what I'm saying? So he one he one guy I can't really trip on because Dame can rap. You know what I'm saying? So I I'm not even mad at Dame. Is there anybody else? Um. Man, I mean it's a few guys. You know who I um what's dude's name um that play for the hornets? Miles um Oh Miles Bridges? Miles Bridges. I seen him do a song and I like that song too. I can't even front. So and you know, I I like him as a player too. So yeah, I, you know, there's a couple guys that can rap, you know what I mean? But 80% of them, nah.
1: Let's go backwards. You have one of the craziest success stories I think of anybody. Wow. We had, we had a piece on The Ringer last year, and they, in one paragraph, compared it to, to Hank Aaron and Barry Bonds. Compared me to Hank Aaron. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. One of them was about how you just, the longevity, like Hank Aaron, right? right. Like it, that was part of the analogy where year after year, you're just hitting 30 home runs, 35 home runs, 39 home runs. Yep. And then the second piece was the late career surge. Yeah. Like you get nominated for a Grammy, 2000, 2021 Grammys, it was a 2020 <sighs> album. Right. And that's you're in your late thirties at that point. That yep. is not usually how this world goes.
0: Nah, I think that um, you know, I've been getting sharper, um, as I go. And a lot of things, um, like you said, it's just been a consistency. I never really like tried to like make um like pop radio hits or anything like that. I think that I was I, I was so happy with just being able to service a a, a niche group of people, you know yeah. what I mean, that like my music, you know what I mean? Like, because I used to have shows and it would be five people there. Then it would be 50 people there. And then when there was 100 and a 1,000 a people there, then I was like, oh man, let me make sure I please all of these people because I'm so happy that they came, you know what I mean? I wasn't <clears throat> ever trying to really rock out of my zone. And I think that's kind of what built my following up into the point that um, the mainstream industry couldn't deny it. Because I don't think that I've ever been a mainstream or uh, or radio artists but I think that I've just been so good at what I do that you know the, the mainstream and the industry can't deny it that's why I got nominated for a Grammy that's probably why I get you know um, a, a lot more looks than you know um, probably guys on major labels I know guys on major labels that got like 2 or 3 million followers and they can't pack a show out. You know right. What I'm saying? <laughs> I've been selling out tours for, you know, like ten years now on my own and they've just been growing and the numbers been growing. Like I said, I started off with small crowds, you know, and, you know, me and Lambo, there's a lot of times we didn't even make money off tours because the cost of um, actually, tour would you know exude the cost? <laughs> I right. mean, it exude it wasn't the profit. It. Yeah, it wasn't even worth it, but it was worth it in the long run. But we did these things so that we can you know be you know be where we're at today. You know what I mean? And you know we're able to do so much, so many more things. Um, based off a of rap. You know what I mean? Like we get into the film thing now, and that's yeah. that's a real big thing for me and him. So uh, you know, is you know thank God for the rap game.
1: Well, you said how you didn't think your stuff was necessarily mainstream, but it was mm-hmm. weird. I knew about you even before I met Lambo. That's crazy. Um, I think I have a tweet. I don't know. So definitely first year of Twitter where I was like congratulating you for bringing Gangsta Rap back, mm-hmm. which is back. It must have been like oh nine two thousand ten. 2010.
0: That's crazy because like when I was signing to Interscope, it was uh, a couple of A&Rs there. When I was signing, well, that short period when I was signing to Interscope, like 2006, 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were telling me like, and it's crazy. It was like the G Unit era. It was like the right, the the mid mid to end of that. And uh, they was like, yeah, man, it's time to like that. That gangster rap ain't gonna work no more, man. Like, you gotta like try something different. I was like, what? Well, like street rap don't work. I was like, nah. It, we always don't have street people, so I don't, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like. They was really trying to like sway me away from that. You know what I mean? And then you had guys. They're like, what about soul? You had guy. You actually had a guy coming on a record label named um Jibs. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> you know, big respect to him. But uh, he was it was a guy, oh, it was called a jibs, and it was like everybody would mistake me for him. Oh, no. And I'd be like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? And he had like this, you know, little catchy, you know, ringtone type of song. And, um, you know, I i was just like, damn, like if, I, if this is what I got to do to make it on this record label, I don't think that I'm going to make it on this record label. So I need to learn the business of the music for myself if this is what I want to do so I can learn how to sell it
1: well that's we were talking about the kanye doc before we started taping it's so fascinating to watch him trying to convince these labels to and he's playing songs that became songs that everybody knows right in the moment nobody sees that those songs are going to become the songs because you know the way music shifts in by 2003 when he's trying to sell that everybody's looking for a certain type of sound right that sound didn't make sense to them
0: right I mean, you know, Kanye was annoying, man. So he he went in there and he did what he had to do, and I, and I and I don't blame him for being annoying to those people. You know what I mean? Like some people say it's annoying, and some people call it persistence. I think that um, you know, um, they didn't really know what they had until he showed them. You know, what yeah. I mean? And you know, a lot of young guys these days they get signed to you know um other rappers and and rap and rap labels and stuff like that, and then they get frustrated when like um. Things don't move in a direction right. that they don't want it to. I mean, if they want it to, and uh, it's all predicated on you as the artist, man. Like you know, you can you can sit and wait on the 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 the, uh, the artist or the label head or your CEO to to try to put you in position and throw you bones and throw you alley oops, man. But you really gotta get out there and grind yourself, man. And and I think that's
1: <clears throat> well, you have to believe in your sound too. You can't yeah. let somebody sway you from. What you think is in your bones.
0: Man, you know, I feel like I hit a lot of roadblocks in this game.
1: I would say you hit maybe the most.
0: Yeah, You're definitely, definitely in the running for whatever the leaderboard is. Definitely the most. So it's like when I see other rappers that, you know, been signed for like, uh, you know, eight to ten years to a record label and been making, uh, you know, a lot of hit records on the record label and stuff here and, and to see them like complain about the record label now, it's like, it's crazy because I feel like, man, y'all have had all the advantages You know what I mean? Like through the label and granted, you know, um, record label contracts aren't fair. Nah, they're predatory loans. Let's be real about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you sign up to be a rapper, you know, you're basically taking a loan. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's on you if you want to take that loan. It's like going to medical school. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty much what it is, (laughs) man. You're taking, you got, you, you know that you're taking a loan going in. No matter what, no matter how much money you make this label, this thing is not set up for you to recoup. You know, and artists don't understand, like, When you come to, if you really want to start your own rap career, you might have to just start it out of pocket. Yep. Out of your own pocket, bro. Because, like, if you come to me for me to help you with your rap career, for every dollar you make, you're going to have to make $5 to pay me back. I'm not giving you a dollar to get a dollar back, I'm giving you a dollar to get $5 back. Right. You're almost like a loan shark. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> that's the rap game in a nutshell. Yeah. I'm not giving you a fuck. I mean, I'm not giving you a dollar to get a dollar back. By the way, you can back. swear on this. Okay, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. I'm, not, I'm not giving you a dollar to get a, to make a dollar back. Yeah. And you got to understand that that's the record label's mentality. So if I give you a million dollars, I don't want to make a million dollars back. Well, Shug, Shug took that
1: to a whole other level.
0: As, as he should have. You know what I mean? I respect Shug. Now he's one of the most respected, you know, um, Black figures in the music industry, and we don't give him his credit because of all the antics. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he shouldn't have did. You know, you know. I like I, how you put that
1: antics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the nicest thing anyone yeah, ever
0: said. get a Shug. lot of antics. I just leave it at that. Suge <laughs> had a lot of antics, but I respect you know his mindset and and everything that he uh, did with Death Row. I mean, that was crazy to have a you know to have a, a company that huge at the time in the early 90s. I mean, it was only like him and like Russell Simmons and then, you know, Master P followed and, you know, and mm-hmm. you had like guys like Jay Prince. Like, these are real like black music moguls. You know what I mean? Uh, Tony Draper, you know, guys like that don't get credit for that.
1: Plus to stage the murder of Tupac while you're in the car, I thought. <laughs> <my> incredible. <friend> of- <laughs> but just to not be afraid of the bullets how do you do that hey man Shrug is one of the toughest guys walking man you know what I mean Uh, I don't believe that story but if anyone on the earth would have actually had the balls to try that I think it would have been him
0: yeah, I ain't
1: They're like, all right, just make sure you don't hit
0: me. Yeah, just make sure you don't hit me, man. I'm a burn. <laughs> I left. so many stories on that, man. Everybody was like, yeah, Suge just kneeled down and burnt himself with a cigarette lighter. with when Tupac got shot right. and he held him up, I was like, man, y'all are ridiculous, man. <laughs> no way, man. No way anybody would put themselves in harm's way like that to get somebody else killed. So, you know, Tupac just died due to gang violence, man. He shouldn't have even been a part of. He shouldn't have been banging. You know what I'm saying? So, you know.
1: But he's one of my all time favorites. He I, when he went to jail, I think he was never the same after that. What I do think you mean? he, I think he came you out of that. Pulse me against the world, yeah. Just I think he came out of that feeling like he had to act a certain way. But right. if you actually look at not only how he grew up, but what he was like in the late 80s, early 90s, like he was a really complicated guy, he was a really thoughtful guy. And I think, I just don't think he would have drifted as hard in that direction as he did in 95 and 96 if, like. Something that like, almost seemed like something broke with him.
0: It's a product of his environment. You yeah. know what I mean? But, it, you know, the, the sad part about that is, you know, he had to come out and be with Suge because Suge was his lifeline. Right,
1: he was his protector. Yeah, yeah. He had, he
0: had. Like, Suge was the only one that wanted to bail him out. Like, why, you know, Jimmy Iveen and all of those other guys and uh, Tom Wally didn't bail him out. Right. They, they had the capabilities to do that as well, but they didn't do that. They let him sit there. So, you know, Suge took a chance. You know, they just didn't handle it correctly and do the correct things when he came out. But a lot, you know, you got to understand this too, man. A lot of those guys were young. How old was Suge then? How old was
1: Tupac? Tupac was, what, 25? Well, you know, it reminds me a little of the NBA where they hadn't learned from the the previous generations Mm -hmm. the mistakes. Because I always feel like the LeBron generation, I've said this before on my pod, like Mm -hmm. the LeBron generation learned from the mistakes of the guys from the 90s, right? Right. They screwed up in all these different ways and they became cautionary tales or like, oh, don't be like that. Don't do that. Don't, you know, watch out who's spending your money and just 19 million different things. Right. And then when LeBron and Wade come in, they have it figured out Mm -hmm. that when you look at the mid nineties, those guys... Who were they learning from? Like that, like that whole world had just emerged over the over the previous like eight years.
0: It did, you know? it did. I mean, yeah, they weren't. Yeah, it was like right. the
1: wild wild west.
0: It was fresh. I mean, well, it was like Too Short and, and, and Ice Cube and guys from you know what I'm saying, the, the late 80s and early 90s. Well, like think of
1: said. that NWA, like the the movie, which I know has some flaws, but it does point out like <laughs> flaws. How yeah, how crazy it was. You know that you could just get completely obliterated by your business manager, or whatever, and have no idea what's happening.
0: Yeah, you can, and that's still happening to this day. You yeah, know what I'm saying like a lot of people getting killed by their business manager. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I left a firm because of that, but <laughs> not because of me, but somebody else. It was like a word. I was like, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, uh, you know, this 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 game is you know. You gotta save your money, man. You gotta pay your mm-hmm. taxes. The IRS will come for you, dog. Like whether you're an entertainer or a, an athlete, you know what I mean? I think you gotta have good people with good business around you. I love what LeBron and, and 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 those guys do. It's like LeBron just basically brought his whole a whole sports agency into the NBA, you know what I'm saying? So that's some that, that was amazing, you know what I'm saying? And and for him to be that young going into the NBA. To have so many things figured out was crazy. You know what I mean? Because I was definitely expecting LeBron to fuck up. Well,
1: you know, I think, I think we all were. I, I just, <laughs> At one point. If you think of him like a child celebrity, it's one of the great success stories ever. I just right? met, I just he's met LeBron, just was too. 15.
0: I just met LeBron for the first time, um, Super Bowl weekend, too. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, wow, I can't believe you, like, I ain't even know he rocked on my music because I'd be seeing him, like, Listen to like a lot of bad music in the car on um, his Instagram. So I'll be like, damn, LeBron, you you, you need, really need to switch that up. You know, when I see him, I was like, man, you need to switch that music up. Because, man, you be listening to some bad music on there, man. <laughs> I ain't going to drop no names, but, man, you be listening to some guys <laughs> with some bad songs, man. and Some real bad verses, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to send you some joints, LeBron, so you know what I'm saying? You have something to bump, you know?
1: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. you mentioned one to me that I never considered with you. You're from Gary, Indiana.
0: Wow, that's the biggest
1: one. <laughs> well, a roadblock for a bunch of different pretty obvious reasons. But, you know, when you're not from one of the big cities that has basically like a rap hip-hop factory Correct. and all of these people looking out for each other and trying to find the next one, and you're ba- you're basically on a team. Mm-hmm. You're in Chicago, you're yeah. in Atlanta, you're in New York, you're in Philly, you're in L.A. You join a team. You're, you're basically like the... uh the rookie first rounder, the undrafted free agent. Right. But you're from Gary, Indiana. You had no team.
0: No team whatsoever. And it's like, you know, Chicago's right next to us. So it's like, we got to kind of like use their resources with the radio and things of that nature. But, you know, it's difficult for artists and Gary to get radio play in Chicago.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, that's just the honest-to-God truth. And also, right? how are you going to
1: find a mentor?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, no disrespect, you know, and shout out to all my people from Chicago, but, you know, a lot of those guys, they wasn't trying to play no Gary <laughs> on the right. radio. They was just like, yo, we got enough guys over here that we trying to get put on, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, y'all Indiana motherfuckers can wait, you know what I'm saying? We, whatever, you know what I'm saying? You better go to Indianapolis or something like that. Right. That was kind of the attitude toward us, I feel like, you know what I mean? And that shit probably carried on from the days of the Jacksons. Think about, Michael Jackson to Joe Jackson in Gary, Indiana in the in the 60s, 70s. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about how many Chicago artists and guys like that were trying to, like, get in the same position they were in. And they, right. they made it coming out of Gary. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, I mean, like, you know, and like I said, Chicago is a big metropolis. And, we, and, you know, you would think Mike and them were right there, you know, in that. World, but they weren't. They weren't. You know, they took it from Gary to hisville to Los Angeles. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah, know. people
1: almost think more of them as like Motown.
0: Yeah, but it, it was but a different. The, I don't
1: even think most people know the Gary Indiana part.
0: Oh yeah, man. They, Michael Jackson was uh, whooping my dad ass and talent shows their whole life. You know what I'm saying? My dad was a singer. <laughs> you know, him and Mike the same age. So you know what I mean? They'd be going against
1: yeah, Mike's winning.
0: Yeah, Mike's fault. Oh, Mike smoked my dad. I, I love you, dad, but Mike fucked you up every time, man. No way, no way. You mess with Mike. My pops could sing, but he couldn't dance like Mike. That's how Mike could beat him in all the talent shows.
1: Yeah, I think it's weird because Mike's legacy is so complicated now. Uh, no, Mike, like I'm his friend. I love, um, Mike, I love Mike. You know, Mike's still around somewhere. You know. No, um, I get it. The uh, but he really probably was like one of the most four or five talented people ever. Ever in. Culture or sports.
0: Yeah, in, in, in anything. I think in sports too. I think Mike could really, I think Mike had a jump shot, man. <laughs> on a low. I think
1: man. I think you could have posted him <laughs> up. Mike, Mike would have trouble if you took him down low. <laughs> he weighed hundred and eleven pounds.
0: He did weigh like hundred and eleven pounds, but but he was very, very light on his feet. Mike was probably quick, man. I mean, you know, he's one of the best dancers of all time. You know who played basketball real good that moved like Michael Jackson? Chris Brown.
1: You know, I heard that. I heard he used Chris to Brown. dominate, like, these celebrity runs in LA. Yeah, he's he, he, yeah. he,
0: he the best celebrity basketball player for sure. Chris Brown, for sure.
1: He's first. Kevin Hart's last.
0: Kevin Hart's definitely last. Snoop is good, too. And, and Snoop is older, but he's still good.
1: I coached Snoop at a celebrity All-Star game in 2014. Yeah, Snoop's still got he good. He was kind of like, kind of a banger. Yeah. Like, sneaky, just offensive rebounder and could yeah. hit, like, 15-footers. I liked him. Yeah,
0: that's what he does. Yeah. nice game. That's his game.
1: Also, he was... Absolutely faded headed into the game, oh, yeah. which I really respect. <laughs> <laughs> I Love thought it. in the locker room before the game, I'm like, oh, I guess Snoop's not going to play. Nope. He played like half the game. He was into it. I didn't
0: know how many people like drank alcohol before football games until I went to college.
1: That's a thing. Yeah, we should talk about that. So you play.
0: I played at Ball State for a year. Um,
1: scholarship. So- you, you got
0: booted? No, nah, I just got on. I just got, I just got on when I got to, to the school and I got booted because I wasn't going to class. And it was just like, uh, man. But I had so many guys, like, from my graduating class in high school that to go there. Um, like, my homeboy, Alger, my, my my homeboy, Anthony. I went because they went because I felt comfortable. And um, when I got there, it was just, I don't know, everything just was too easy. Being a NCAA athlete, when everybody, mm. like, you know, just kissing your ass. It's like, you know, I just felt like I had to go to class. I felt like I had to do nothing. So, you know, I kind of messed that up, but, um, what were you a receiver? I, I played receiver going in and then, um, by the spring season going to the next season, um, I was playing a uh, safety and I started the spring game. That's how I was like, Oh yeah, my football career about to blossom. Oh my like, God. Yeah. And I was like, All right, I'm about to be in this. I'm about to be doing this. All right. This is it. This is it. I ain't got to worry about nothing else. So it was just like, ah, nah. Is, <laughs> music,
1: is music happening at all at this point or not? not
0: at all? Mm. not at all. I was like 19 years old. I wasn't really even thinking about rap until and then. I, you
1: went like, to the army for a little bit, right?
0: Yeah. I went to the army. I went to the army for this, uh, a stupid program called pre-trial diversion because I was like stealing stuff and I yeah. went to jail and they put me in this, um, pre-trial diversion thing. And I was just like, why y'all, what, what is this? And it was like, that's why I go to the army and do basic training. I don't gotta go to jail. And it's like, yeah, I was like, I didn't even know a program such as that existed, but, um, I did that. And, um, you know, Army life wasn't really for me. I wasn't about to, like,
1: do that. That sounds like the first half of a good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the part that you ended up not making. it. You know. But right. like, There's a, a different a movie, movie where the second half of that, all of a sudden you make it yeah. and you're sent off to like, do something good. Army life
0: was definitely—you know what? I will say this about the Army. Um, I feel like a lot of kids need it, like, to go to—need to go through basic training. Mm. I think that it should be I ain't gonna say A requirement You know what I mean Like you know uh, Israel or nothing like that Cause they, I think they make them Go to the army off top right. You know what I'm saying I think that's kinda cool though Cause I uh When I meet girls over there They got some bad girls Over there too You know what I'm saying You know what I'm saying When I meet girls from over there, she, they, they be like Yes some fresh out of the army And I am like Damn bitch you was in the army <laughs> That's crazy You know what I'm saying Like it'd be dope And they be having their shit together I just be feeling like They be having their shit together more Cause when I went to basic It gave me a lot more discipline Yeah Um things that I would probably wasn't getting at home because my parents was working a lot, you know what I mean, uh, you know, and, and doing what they had to do and just me being, uh, you know, just in the street, you know what I mean? this is things that I didn't uh, recognize that I needed. And, um, you know, I ain't telling y'all to go be all you could be. I'm just telling you what this I got you. you benefit, need a little discipline. Yeah, this, this thing, being adult, that that nine weeks of basic training really, uh, you know, benefited me a lot as a man, I can say that. But um, So is know. that
1: story true? You're working at the mall?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And who's the guy that you meet?
0: Uh, 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 Which one?
1: You meet a musician at the mall, right? Does somebody help you at the mall? The Who? Gary Mall? Gary Mall. See, this is why I don't trust the internet. Somebody You're working me. at the Gary Mall, right? Uh-huh.
0: Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. It That's wasn't not a, true? It wasn't a musician that I made. And um, I was working at Payless in the village in Gary. That's the crazy part. And uh, my and pay uncle less. Payless shoes. That's crazy, Oof. right? My mom made me work there because my uncle worked there. It was either like work at Payless or get out. And I was like, "Damn, sweat. So, now nah, it wasn't no famous musician that I met at the mall. This story is uh, one of my best friends. His name was Rod. So he was um So he was making like, really the, the motherfucker was my barber. You know what I'm saying? He was the motherfucker that had the five dollar haircut. Shout out my boy Rod. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? We used to go to his basement. And get our hair cut. So um, one day he started like, you know, he was making a lot of, he was making money, you know, doing whatever he was doing in the street and cutting hair and stuff. And then he just decided to like start making music. And I was like, one day he came in the village and was like, yo, check out one of my CDs. I was like, man, I'm broke as fuck. You see me working in here? I ain't got no money for no CD. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> I get the CD and I'm like, hold on, this is this really your CD? I thought he was, like, selling some other kind of CD. Yeah. I was like, this is yours. And he was like, yeah, support him, man. I was like, I looked at the back of it. It had a barcode on it and all of that shit. And I was like, damn, you really, like, have an album. I was like, how did you do this? And he was like, well, I just recorded it at a uh, finger roll studio. And I went and got it mixed in Chicago. And then I went to this place called Disc Makers, and they made the CD. I was like, what? Once I learned that whole process, I was like, oh, yeah. If you could do this. I want to get involved. Now, I didn't know how I wanted to get involved. I was just like, I want to get involved. So you
1: didn't even know what your sound was, anything at that point? I didn't
0: even know right then and there if I could rap at all. I just saw my friend making something that I feel could turn a profit. And I was like, all right, let me try to do something. I maybe wanted to come in and be like Suge Knight. I wanted to get like an artist or something. Hmm. I said, I told myself, I was like, all right, maybe I'll be his DJ or something like that. And then you know I found that I could rap better than him, and I was like, I'm just gonna be a rapper. <laughs> you know what? I'm
1: you know what though? Sometimes, sometimes that's the best way to be good at something. If you have this bizarre path to it, where all of a sudden it's happening, and you're not like you're not doing the traditional way, the way everybody else did. There's nah, Some basketball I, player examples like this too. Yeah, definitely. It's like
0: you got to gauge your skill. Like I, I, you know, he, you know, that was my friend, one of my best friends. So I. Uh, everything that I did, I was running to him like, "Yo, you think this is cool? You think it's cool?" He was like, "Yeah, I guess." Like he he wasn't even really passionate about being a rapper like that. Mm. He just knew that what to do. You know what I'm saying? And He was like, he showed me what to do. And then I was like, once he saw how passionate I was about it, he was like, "Whoa, shit! You should really, really run with it."
1: It's like you know? Embiid played volleyball until he was 15.
0: I heard that volleyball and soccer or something like that. Yeah, like, what? No,
1: the- played soccer and that. There's. All these different cases of these late bloomers. Anthony Edwards was a football player.
0: I mean, did they have, what part of Africa is be from? That's probably the only sport Cameroon. In, in his school, probably. Yeah. Like no no disrespect or nothing like that. But they probably didn't even
1: have like basketball goals. Right. They probably only had volleyball and soccer. Anthony Edwards I think was I think he was the best football player in Georgia and was kind of moonlighting as a basketball player. And then they're like, You should play basketball. Yeah,
0: he looked like a football player though. He yeah. plays like a football player though. I like the way I love his game. You
1: know? I like how he carries himself as this guy who's just like, I'm the best athlete. I don't care who else is out here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Once his jump shot get all the
0: way there, it's wrap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like him and Ja Morant, like, what they bring to the game. Like Good
1: personalities, too. I like both. Those guys are good interviews. Edwards yeah, yeah. is funny. Like, there's funny behind-the-scenes clips with him already.
0: Definitely funny, I man. like him. Ja's funny, too. I like him, man.
1: Yeah, I like both those guys. Yeah. So you're doing mixtapes the whole second half of the two thousands.
0: <sighs> yeah, pretty much. You know, they, what's
1: saying? interesting, I mean, one of the many interesting things about you is like music's changing in the late two thousands. Right, right, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's like, like Tumblr rap and all this weird shit and SoundCloud's coming. Right. And all of a sudden you can bypass the middleman if you have good stuff.
0: Yeah. Even before that, like you had to like <clears throat> because, like, people like, say, like, Spotify, Apple Music, and the title and stuff like that, but people don't understand, like, the iTunes era. Like, me and Lambo, like, was some of, like, the first, like, artists to kind of, like, monetize ourselves in that mm. iTunes era, because we had to put the the music on iTunes. Um, you know, when I was, uh, I'll give you a, a prime example. Um, When I was uh, around Young Jeezy, like, they was doing mixtapes. Everybody was doing mixtapes and Jeezy, and those guys were, like, Putting it on like uh, what was those mixtape sites that Piff and stuff like that, and you know they you know the Jeezy and then would tell the record label like oh this just throwaway music or whatnot, but really they was going to that Piff and all of that, and these mixtape sites getting a check for those mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? So when I was around, I was like damn, I want to do a mixtape, I want to make, I want to sell it online. How 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 do you do that? You know, and then but I wasn't willing to like give it up to like. A, a mixtape site for some upfront money or something like that. So like, own all the rights it's to it. It's funny that
1: you saw that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well Lambo
1: helped. Yeah, Lambo, yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we, you know, so, I, you know, when we stepped back and look at that, it was just like, yo, man, I don't, I, don't, I think that we should just go, you know, um, direct and consumer with this. So we just figured out distribution and how we could uh, put it on. Uh, I, iTunes at the time, and then the rest is history. Then when streaming came into play, you ready? We were we were, we were already you were like ready. Three
1: four years ahead of everything.
0: yeah, we were already ready.
1: So is it better or worse for you that the Interscope thing fell
0: through in 06? Way better, yeah, way better. Because you 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 know, I look at guys' careers from that era. Um, a lot of them not here no more. You know what I mean? Like something could have popped off big for me in 2008 and 2022. I could be nowhere to be found. Right. So, you know, um I think that uh all of that was just that was rap school for me. You know, that was teaching me, you know, um if I really wanted to do this, I had to really, you know, um I couldn't just mail it in. I had to really like get up and really be great at this for real. You know what I'm saying? And I I seen laziness kill a lot of careers. Mm. you know?
1: But you were young Jeezy's label for how many years?
0: Uh, probably like a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah. You know? But that was that was another like rap school Type of thing, you know, the good good thing about that situation is I wasn't like locked into anything, you yeah. know, um, you know, we were really more so like, you know, on some homie stuff, you know what I mean? We was just homies that did songs, you know what I mean? Um, but you had your sound by then. Yeah, I had my sound yeah. by then, you know, I, that was after I had already made it on the freshman XXL cover on my own and all of that stuff. So it was just like, you know, I was... In, in, in a position and getting my sound. But I think that being around uh, Cheesy helped me evolve my sound, though. You know what I mean? Because I was learning um, things, uh, 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 melodic things uh, that that he was doing on records that I feel like can help, you know, uh, add to my style and things right. of that nature. You know, it was like just pauses on the beat, letting the beat breathe. Like I said, the the melodies, the hooks, you know what I mean? Like he was... Um, he was a, a, a genius at that, you know what I mean? And uh, like I said, like, on Twitter a couple of weeks back, like, I think that he had, like, a Tupac-style type air, uh, impact on um, that era, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, what, what, like, around, like, what? Like, oh, between, like, 08, I'd say, um, to, like, like 2014, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when the whole BMF thing was was going in Atlanta and all of that stuff, like, Jeezy was a real uh, a force, you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, you, I was working with Lambo's sister in 2014 because we had Grantland. Mm-hmm. That was that was Pinata, right? Yo, shout out to Molly. <laughs> what was that? That was ben, my son is here. That's his favorite album. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. What what album was that 2014?
1: Jeezy wasn't
0: that Pinata? Oh, yeah. my album, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I, you know, that was right when I was leaving Jeezy. See, the, th- the crazy part about it is when I was uh recording that album, I was uh recording it, I was with Jeezy. And when I was showing those guys that album, it was, they was like, what's this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, is it kind of weird? And he was like, yeah, you, you kind of weird. It's kind of weird for me. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm still mm-hmm. going to make it. You know what I'm saying? So, But, uh, you know, another another level of rap school right there with Madlib. It was just showing me that, uh, you know, all right, man, I got to step outside of the box to, to mm-hmm. be recognized. You know what I'm saying? Because I saw a lot of rappers try to run in the same lane as a a, a geezy and they had no results, you know what I'm saying, because they tried to run into the same window that was closing, and he had already jumped through it,
1: yeah, you were in a nice at least in that part, you're in a nice spot where you were like the the person that people loved, or you mm-hmm. kind of you didn't have the backlash yet, no nah, not people either loved you or they weren't like trying to figure out ways to no oh no, no man, he's not that good, we' right. trying to bring you down any of that stuff you right. were people just loved you right. Which yeah. is nice. That I'm sure, like now that you've got way more visible the last couple of years, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's been a little bit of a backlash. Oh, a
0: lot, a lot, a lot of it, especially you know in the rap industry. I, but that that's what makes it. That's what makes it great, man. That's what makes it not boring. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I probably. I mean, it was probably a stretch for like the past like six months where I couldn't wake up without seeing a DJ academics post about me and that was amazing. You know what I'm saying? Because people pay for that kind of promo. I mean the labels actually pay him to put their artists up. So I was like, wow, I had to double back to my label. I was like, are y'all paying this motherfucker? I hope y'all not paying this motherfucker to do this <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? But um, hey man, it is what it is. You know, you know what you sign up for when you uh get in the industry. I mean shit, basketball players gotta sit up and listen to guys talk about them on every platform, knowing the man, you know, football, any athlete, you know what I mean? You have to be critiqued. I mean, that's what sells the game, you know what I mean? The media of it. Um, so, you know, you getting millions of dollars to play, you know what I mean? we making money to do this music thing, so, you know, we know what comes with it. It's usually a sign that something good is happening. That's what I said. I was like, you know, if people are not talking about you, then, hey, you know, as long as they're not canceling you all the way out, you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> not Bill Cosby or nothing like that, so I'm good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you you were falsely accused of a crime spent time definitely. in jail and got exonerated that I wasn't know. a fun year
0: that definitely wasn't a fun year but that added to the story as well man right um i'm glad that oh, i can't say i'm glad that happened but uh <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm you know um it, it just speaks to i feel like it just speaks to my character man it just speaks to uh you know the things people try to do to um you know, you know to, to try to darken your moment you know what i mean i think that i was um coming I was coming all, I just made a like shadow of a doubt and I was on tour and I felt like I was in a great musical space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe not such a good personal space. So I feel like that time, that downtime, that six months to a year down where I wasn't really visible in rap because of that case. It was probably just God just slowing me down and putting me away so that I can, you know, be away from something. What
1: you need to be slowed down from?
0: Oh, man, probably at that at that time it was a lot of stuff going on in the streets. And, you know, when you blend in the the street people with with your rap job, you know, that always gets complicated. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, nowadays, you know, I'm like lighter than ever when it comes to friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, a lot of my friends still, you know, do the same thing. And uh, I'm just like, man, I, you know, at this point in my career, in my life, man, I got three kids now. It's just like, man, I don't even, like, have those type of guys around me anymore because it's just like...
1: We almost got murdered. What year was that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a couple of times,
0: man. It's crazy how dangerous rap is, man. I will say that. I feel like if yeah, I... Yeah, everybody
1: thinks it's getting less dangerous. It's not. I feel...
0: positive. That was 2014, I think. Yeah. Yeah, around that time in, in, in Brooklyn after a show. But, um, you know, it's been other, like, shootings after shows you know what I mean that, I, that I've dealt with like I had a a, a shooting after a show one time in, in, in Toronto where this guy like just straight tried to shoot me in the head and I was just like wow you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then like his gun went off and then like he was so surprised that he shot the gun and he ran off and I chased him but you know I couldn't chase he was fast as fuck I couldn't catch him but uh <laughs> you know what I'm saying and I was it and uh you know it, it, it's just like I feel like if I was a a country singer or or, or something else other than like a, a hip hop artist, I don't feel like all of this like violence and um, things like that would be geared toward me, man, because, you know, I feel like this is the only industry, like show me how many country music casualties we got this year or last year. It's probably like five rap deaths last year alone.
1: I'd like to walk through your country music career and really figure <laughs> out what that would have looked like. I'd be living <laughs> From in Indiana. I'd be living be in Fred Nashville. Gibbs. You'd be Fred Gibbs.
0: I'd be Fred you Gibbs. Be straight out of Gary, Indiana, down, down here in Nashville. <laughs>
1: I'll Shout out
0: to Nashville I love Nashville That is a beautiful city man. Oh my god I love this Nashville That's one place is My daughter wants to go to college That place is great That's a, Nashville's amazing It's like I, I walked that strip And there's like a bar Yeah uh, on every corner Everybody's performing And like you could walk To the Titan Stadium Everything oh, yeah. it, it was beautiful I love it There's that.
1: some cities Up and coming cities That have just figured it out
0: Yeah And you they, go there And
1: like Oh you guys have figured it out Yeah
0: they figured out The whole stadium yeah, situation everything. And the whole party situation Cincinnati as well I Cincinnati, love, interesting. Cincinnati's amazing. I love Cincinnati. Um, the it's like what three uh, the 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 the, the uh, Bingo Stadium, the Red Stadium, and like the the Bearcat Stadium. It's like all like in one. And like, the little, Joe
1: Burrow statue.
0: Yeah, <sighs> they
1: got to build that yeah, this summer.
0: They definitely got to build that. They are gonna build that. I think Joe Burrow will go back to another Super Bowl.
1: I think that's a safe bet unless his offensive line gets him killed over the yeah, next two, I three think, years. They're going to get some blockers. Yeah,
0: I think they're going to ramp that up, though, this year, though. I think they'll be back. You'll see them again because they got a good, pretty good defense and a good secondary as well. So I think they'll be back. I don't know if they'll be back. I don't know if, don't know if they're going to repeat, but they'll be back.
1: So what led to the 2020 album that got you nominated for a Grammy? Because mm-hmm. that Would you say that was your peak or is it just like because you get nominated for a Grammy and people thinks it's people think it's your peak? Um, it might not be musically.
0: I think it's only your peak if you win. You know what I mean? I didn't win, so um, I think I'm going to keep going back. You know what I mean? I don't even know if I want to win uh, uh, When if I get what nominated reaction? again.
1: Oh. You pretend to be excited for who is it? Nas beat
0: you? Oh, yeah. When well, Nas uh, beat me. Oh, know no, no that I had the best album that year, so it's all good. You know what I'm saying. So I, I'm glad that he won the Grammy. He definitely deserved a Grammy. Yeah, you know, for for his illustrious career. You know what I'm saying. But we know who had the best album that year, so I'm not concerned with um winning it. You know what I mean. If I win it, that'd be amazing. You know what I'm saying. Like. If I win a Grammy for if I get album idea for the Grammy, I might not make another album no more. I might be like, all right, I'm kinda done with this. Just hang out. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just go hang out and walk around LA with my Grammy. But um, you know, I don't like I said, I'm not tripping on not winning it. The fact that I'm getting celebrated and nominated and recognized. I think that was good for you. Yeah, definitely. There is
1: there is some level of validation. I think the Grammys are broken in a hundred different ways. Right, definitely. Especially with when you start talking about rap and hip hop and categories like that. But right. It's there's a there's a validation to it's it. There's definitely
0: that. a certain validation to it. You know what I'm saying? It's, and, and, and you know, and it was a career milestone for you know for myself and Lambo and uh, and Alchemist. So I wasn't uh, I wasn't mad at that at all. And and we did it doing something that me and Alchemist been wanting to do for a long time. Anyway, I feel yeah. like we the the fact that what makes ours our uh, Grammy nomination so special is we did it our way. You know, yeah. I feel like we didn't conform to anything. Like I didn't even say, I don't even think it was any like hooks or singers, or anything on Alfredo. So it was just like everything. I, it was just me just raw rapping. You know what I mean? It's showing the world that I'm one of the best rappers. And I, now they, you know, got to recognize that.
1: What's your song on that album, Ben? 1985.
0: in the song, the Lap. Oh yeah. That's 85. Yeah. That's the one, man. That's the one. I love that. We was watching, uh, uh, uh um, the Last Dance and that inspired that. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we watched the whole, I'm about to watch The Last Dance again, you know, um, just to finish out this Triple S album. But, um,
1: so yeah. you watch like mm-hmm. sports documentaries for inspiration when yeah. you make it songs? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, you've had a lot of sports-themed songs over the years.
0: I Man, you know what? I think I had like eight Jordan documentary tapes, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and like, Come Fly With Me and all of this stuff, mm. all this VHS stuff. I feel like I watched all of that. And so a lot of that stuff was on The Last Dance, too. So, you know, mm. I love sports docs. You know, I'm a, I'm big on, I, I got to see 30 for 30. You know what I mean? I just seen that they're about to do one on American Gladiators. I got to check that out. Mm. That's going to be crazy.
1: I We have some good stuff in the works that you'll be excited about. I'll tell you, oh, I'll yeah. tell you later. I'm with that. I'm yeah, with that. We're, st- we're still working on our stuff. yeah. So
0: what's next for you? Uh, film, man, like really, um, diving into this uh, this film career. Um, so I, who are your role models? You're, you're thinking my role models in for, in, for
1: the crossover.
0: For the crossover, I definitely say uh, Ice Cube, uh, Common. Um, uh, who else as well? Queen Latifah. You know, I don't think she gets enough credit as being one of the best rappers and one of the best actors and you know ever to you know, crossover and acting. She's good
1: in juice. We just did juice on the rewatchable. (laughs) Like 10 minutes. LL Cool J as well.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, (laughs) I made some jokes about LL Cool J, but I love LL Cool J. You know, uh, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and esteemed actor, man. So, you know, I study all those guys and um, I'm um, definitely studying some Samuel L. Jackson and some Don Cheadle and some Mahershala Ali. You know what I mean? Like those guys that I look up to as well. And, uh, in the acting game, and, um, you know, I'm trying to just get there, you know, as an actor the same way I got there as a rapper. You know, I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to take hard work. It's not going to. Um, so you
1: better as villain or hero? Hmm. I don't know You're like one of those anti heroes. I don't like know Tony Soprano. I don't know yet. The bad I, guy that I'm rooting I, for. I only played
0: the villain so far. I think I just got another role. I don't know yet. I think I just got another role. I'm going to kind of play the hero a little bit, but I've only been playing villains so far. So I like being the villain. You know what I mean? One day I think I'll be a hero. I want to play a cop one day. And,
1: and so. What about ex football player turned cop and you don't get along with your partner? That'd be dark. I don't know if anyone's ever made oh no. Wait, they make that movie all the time. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> you gotta do one buddy cop movie where you don't get along, but you have to. I definitely want to I get
0: want to do a cop movie. That's definitely my dream. I want to do a cop movie with Samuel L. Jackson or something like that.
1: Oh my God. I Sam Jackson's career. First of all, I can't believe like two of the biggest sponsors we have in the world right now are him and Snoop Dogg. Oh, Right. Like, That's, for cra- products. right. That's crazy. It's like Capital like One. A plus list sponsor people. Definitely. Sam Jackson was like, even in like the mid-90s, you never would have guessed that.
0: Oh, my God. He played a crackhead at Jungle Fever. Right. I never thought that he would be the Capital One, man.
1: Even when, when he was in Pulp Fiction, it was like, really, Sam Jackson? Yeah. The guy from Jungle Fever? But no.
0: Because you know what Sam Jackson represents? He's just like, he that black guy that walk in the room that you don't want to fuck with. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... He has a commanding voice. I feel like Samuel L. Jackson can make white people buy shit. So, you know what I'm saying? And they'd be like, "Okay, oh, yeah, I think I should buy that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying with Samuel L. Jackson. So it's just like, you know, he just has a commanding voice and just a presence about him. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's fucking Nick well, Fury. you know
1: the coolest is his daughter, Zoe. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You mm. like her. She's oh. a good one. Yeah, Sam's like secretly just family man guy. mm. I went to his house once, and he had like one of the nicest houses, probably in L.A. Oh, I'm. I'm and pretty you sure. could see all the movie money that he made over the years. I'm, I'm pretty
0: sure he does, man. Um, but yeah, trying to, trying Sam's to get doing good. good.
1: Sam, things turned out well for Sam. <laughs> but if you could, if you could have at least fifty percent of that for movies, that would be nice,
0: <laughs> man. That would be <laughs> it's amazing. a good audible for you. That's definitely. Hey, he's definitely my hero, man. So I definitely want to get exactly where he is, and uh, Michael K. Williams as well. That's another name that mm. I, I forgot to mention. Rest in peace.
1: Nice, dude. Really ben, dude. any questions before we go? I should do that question. Let's go. So you said you got inspiration on like sports stocks. Yep. And on pinata, you made Lakers and Knicks. Which one do you like better?
0: Wow. Which team do I like better? No. Which song do you like better? Which oh, Lakers like and better? Knicks. Oh, wow. Um, I like Knicks better. I li- I like that beat better, and I just like that song. You know what I'm saying? Like just the you know the vibe it was on. You know what I mean? I like that bounce. A little bit more than the uh, than the Lakers song But uh, yeah, Knicks probably one of my favorite songs I like songs.
1: that Knicks song too, and I would go this far One of the highlights of the 21st century For the Knicks, just being in one of your songs It's right. like there's been a lot <laughs> of other highlights <laughs> Carmelo, <laughs> They made round man. two once
0: Oh man, come on man Oh man, the Knicks oh I God. think you
1: naming a song Knicks was like The third biggest 21st century highlight For the Knicks I, heard, I hope I didn't curse the Knicks So you root for the Pacers now? No. Or not really. You don't root no, for anybody. No, I root for the Bulls. I'm a Bulls fan. That heart. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Even though you're
1: from Indiana.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, but but you know what, man? I'm from Gary, so we all watch the Bulls. Like we got Chicago news. Yeah, we got Chicago you. radio, Chicago news. We didn't. I, I never seen a Pacers game on TV until the Bulls played them.
1: I forgot to ask you this before we. Get and on. I hated
0: Reggie Miller back in the day because he was so he was like the the, the nemesis when he did the push off on right, Jordan. Right, right. Oh, oh yeah. my God! I was so mad. Totally pushed off. I was so hot.
1: Um. You're kinda like an adopted LA guy now. I forgot to ask you about Yeah, I've
0: been living in LA for a long time. You know what I'm saying? I
1: feel but like you should be able to you know how like when uh like Hakeem played for America? hmm When he was able to you he, he applied for American citizenship. Right. I feel like you should be able to do that with LA so you can I get should, into the
0: whole man. world. I should, man. I feel like they, you know, L.A. kind of really have accepted me as like a a West Coast kind of artist. Yeah, you kind
1: of are a West Coast. West Coast should
0: be allowed to trade for you. Yeah, they should. West Coast. You know what? This is my hugest fan base out here. I I know. And you've been
1: out here for a long time, I feel like. A long time.
0: A long time. I don't know.
1: You've been out here way longer than LeBron.
0: I lived out here longer than Tupac. Right. (laughs) <laughs> That's was, true. How long was C- was,
1: here, like was here? Like five years. Like five years, yeah. man. You know
0: what I'm saying? So, yeah. How long have you been here? Oh, man. I've been here since 05. Uh,
1: yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, it's like 17 years. I think years. after
0: like 15 years, you should be able in, to change teams. I put in my work, man. I went to L.A. County here too. So, you know what I mean? I put in my work.
1: <laughs> There's no GM of of the West Coast Sound that could just adopt you and say that you're officially here. You got to be like Dr. Dre or something like that, man. He got to like
0: bless me with a song or something like that. Then, you know, I, I'll probably have my... All the way West Coast pass. I got like a, a, a driver's permit. I don't have my license. <laughs> okay, but I'm good though. But I've been moving around on it, so it's no problem.
1: How come you have never had your own podcast?
0: You know what? That's something that I'm going to go into after I retire from rap. I don't want to rap and uh, do a podcast at the same time.
1: If you do a podcast that I'm not involved, we're going to feud. I'm going straight to it's you. It's going to gonna be a an actual feud. Like I'm some, coming like straight to you. Some of as, the ones you've had in the past.
0: Bill, the only thing that I want to do for the rest of my life is wake up, do podcasts, and, act, and do movies. If I do five movies a year and a podcast... I need I to be, be involved.
1: Cool. We'll I'm, talk.
0: I'm about to drop another classic album, so I'll I probably have like three or four classic albums under my belt. You know what I mean? Movies and do a podcast. Man, I feel like that's a great career, man. I think
1: you could totally transition into a sports talking head.
0: Definitely. I definitely would do a sports podcast easily.
1: When's your album coming out?
0: The album comes out in June.
1: Alright, good luck. Freddie <laughs> Gibbs. I'm yes, glad sir. we did this.
0: Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. The real Ben Simmons.